everyone, I'm Lisa. And I'm Dawn. And this is I Hate It, Let's Watch It, where we watch those we love and then rip them apart. I have now been able to get us on Twitter. Twitter. We're on all the platforms. We just, we don't have a Facebook. That's Yeah, that I will not. If you want to do that, you can do that. I've been off Facebook for God only knows how long. No, Facebook is a cesspool. And what's our handle, Dawn? Tell, tell the good people. Oh, our handle on Twitter is I hate H eight, the number eight. It let's watch. I could not. (laughs) It only allows you 15 characters and the it didn't make it at the end. (laughs) So not the it. (laughs) Not the it. (laughs) But yes, all of our links to everything is on our website. And that's on our Instagram and that's on our Twitter. And that's um, we should probably link it in our show notes at some point. Oh, that's probably a good idea. I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. yeah, no, we're covering all the bases, um, updating the schedule whenever, you know, something new pops up. Yeah, we're trying to start a following here. This is a fan base we're building. No offense to the people who've been with us from the beginning, because we love you the most. But we do. We love our new followers, too. <laughs> yeah, I'm very excited for some newcomers. I updated the schedule on the website and it's funny because I'm going to have to probably go back because with Riverdale, they have not given us the episode title yet. Oh, dip. so I was able to put it up and that it's, you know, March 6th, which is a Sunday. We Buh. are moving to Sundays. It's not good. It's not, it's not, it's not good for our schedule. We will probably have to switch up our days, but yeah. Yeah, we don't have an episode title. I hope it's just not as long of a title as the titles of some of these Emily in Paris episodes. They're way too long, and there's really no reason for it to be that way. The length of the title is the length of the episode. Yes, by the time you finish reading the title, the episode is over. (laughs) Especially like the first episode we're covering this evening. Yeah, right right now. Yeah, right, right now. At this moment, right off the bat with this episode where it was so hot in her apartment, oh, it really made me flash back to college because uh, they didn't turn on the air conditioning until like a certain time of year because they didn't want people abusing the air conditioner and have it like on all the mm-hmm. time. So like sure. the central air just like would not come on for a while. And in Maryland, it's fucking hot pretty early in May when we're still there. And then also when we would start in August, sometimes like it Ugh. would just, it like it, the heat would hang around and through like late September and you'd be boiling, boiling in the dorms. And there was like nothing you could do about it. You're probably sticking so the furniture and yeah and you couldn't get a cross breeze because you're only in like one window and when you open it it was just like more muggy heat oh it was it was bad i'm getting claustrophobic just thinking of it Mm. i cannot handle heat in the worst way and it's i have to sleep cold anybody doesn't know this about me even in the dead of winter i need to have an ac on to counteract (laughs) the heat because I'm it's so hot it gets so hot like I have those old school like radiator heaters and it gets hot I mean can't you just turn the thermostat down funny you ask yeah (laughs) unfortunately my thermostat up here regulates my aunt's bedroom what (laughs) 
Yeah, very strange. She has her own thermostat for the rest of downstairs, but mine particularly covers here and just her bedroom. That seems designed to create conflict. (laughs) This house was built in the 50s and anything that happened after that, I have no fucking idea. But yes, so she gets cold very easily. Mm. So the heat has to be on like 70 something and I basically melt in the middle of the night. So I have to have a fan and an AC to like cross ventilate so I don't die. <laughs> so the beginning of yeah, so the beginning of this episode I totally was with everything they felt, but I didn't understand why Emily was still wearing like long sleeves. And then when she went to the office cuz she's like, "Oh, they'll have AC at the office." And they were like, "No, we don't." That just reminded me of our office, but like in reverse where like there's just too much AC all or the not time. even that or in the winter, they just don't want to put the heat on. Yeah. Like the, the temperature control is bonkers in our building. <laughs> it's just not, not even okay. in our actual suite. Like by me, it'll be freezing. And then you walk over like by the kitchen and it's like 15 degrees hotter. Yeah. And it's like, people will pass my desk and they'll be like, why is it so cold over here? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> it's my icy heart. I don't know what to fucking tell you. And yeah, Dawn's got an, a mini AC going under her desk. Yeah, I should, <laughs> right? God. Uh, yeah. You would think I hit menopause already with how much I need cool air. While. No, I mean, I get it especially at night. I get really hot when I sleep. So I sometimes I'll go to bed and it'll be a fine temperature. And then I'll wake up and be like, why am I sweating? Like, I, like right. I, just, I don't know what happens to me. While you I'm would sleeping. think a fever broke out on you. And that's yeah. not even the case. Yep. Exactly. Oh, well, mm, you know, so something that pissed me off right off the bat here is mm-hmm. we finally get to see Madeline for the first time in god i don't know eight nine episodes way more than that oh yeah yeah definitely more than that yeah like 10 um and i'm going i'm going with like eight months of time in their world no it's less than that she said she was six months pregnant jesus and you know she must have been at least a month pregnant when she found out that she was pregnant so like emily has not been there for more than five months at a maximum it seems like an eternity. It really does. <laughs> and I don't know if this is where you're going with that. Not a fan of Madeline. Wow. Hate her. And actually, I understand a lot more why Emily is the way she is if this was her mentor and the person yes. who trained her because they are the exact same person and they're both awful. <laughs> you know what? Same, but not. Because even though in this particular episode, in this scenario where we find out that the knockoff of Peloton. Yeah. Pelotech. Pelotech. Great job, guys. Is coming to France. They're not about it. And right. Sylvie even tells us later on, or even tells Madeline for that matter, you know, just because it's expensive doesn't mean it's luxury. Mm-hmm. And that makes a whole lot of sense. Like they're just way more practical in the way they go about things. It's not necessarily the equipment or the snazziness of anything. It's the practicality so madeline trying to push it her pitch was way worse than anything i've noticed emily pitching yeah it wasn't particularly inspired no it was more basically like 
this is a big thing over here. You guys need to do it there. Like there was no adaptation scenario. It was just throwing it at her. Yeah. And she didn't even really listen to Sylvie or, or hear, hear the French perspective. Like she was not interested in that. And that's kind of, but that's kind of why I think Emily is so similar to her because she doesn't tend to listen to the French perspective. She kind of is more now, I think. But, you know, back when she first arrived, she was all about just like pushing the products and it didn't matter what they all had to say about them, how useful they were, whatever. And I think that it just, I'm trying to understand the dynamics between the two companies. So the company that Emily works for, they're like they've acquired Savoir? I think they've acquired Savoir because the way that Madeline says it, it's basically like, you're our voice over right. there. Yeah, like I'm your boss and like you do what I say. Because and she I didn't, didn't like that. I did not like that at all. Whether it's true or no. not. Yeah. I didn't like that approach. That wasn't the right. Yeah, that wasn't the right tack to take with Sylvie. And I think Madeline, you would have to be in be able to read people better to be in her type of position, you know, marketing, you would kind of think is about reading the room in a way. And she just steamrolled Sylvie basically. And it upset me. Yeah. It upset me only because I get it. You couldn't be there. You sent Emily in your place. Don't try to act like, you know, like Emily's doing the grunt work. Like as much as we can stand how she adapts and, you know, how she comes about things and relates to things or whatever, but she's there. Mm -hmm. She knows what's going to work there at this point and what's not. So for you to just sit there behind a computer on zoom and just dictate, I don't know about that. Like you don't, it it rubbed me the wrong. I didn't like it. I didn't like whenever she came on the screen because I felt it was very, it was like a hostile takeover. Yes. And I feel (laughs) like even Sylvie kind of radiated it. Like she acted it out pretty well. The reaction that normal people would have. Right, right. Yeah, because I didn't, I really felt like Madeline was the enemy in this situation when, you know, she was more realistically probably just doing her job, but, but you can tell that she's not doing it effectively because we are angry with her for the way Mm -hmm. that she's treating the people that we've come to know and appreciate in their, you know, in their own ways. Right. One thing that bothers me about the writing, or at least the way that this was done, is that they're making Madeline seem like a very sort of micromanagey kind of person. Yes. But she literally has not been involved since like mid-season one. Okay, so that's that's <laughs> my question right now. So like where is she coming from on this? Why is this is her first time? Is this her first time since we last saw her, which was episode two of the first season? Is this all she's contributed? Well, that that's the impression I'm getting because right, like, it, like she's really been out of the out of the loop, and we haven't even heard. Like nobody months. has even said like, "Oh, I talked to Madeline the other day," or "Let me send this over to Madeline for approval." Like nobody's talking about Madeline. We I honestly forgot about her. So, <laughs> or not even her specifically, just her being home. Like she doesn't even relate back to being home. Like it's. Or at least the parent company. She does refer to America a lot and like yes, Chicago but not and stuff. like. But oh, I came from this company. Right. They sent me here. Like that's never referenced. 
Yeah, exactly. And, and it really doesn't seem like they answer to the parent company in America, right. if that's in fact what the situation is. So it's just like, just now we've introduced this level of conflict. And that's, I think that's another reason why it was so abrasive because it was just like, like, who the hell are you? Like you haven't mm-hmm. even been involved in anything that's been going on up to this point. So why do you get to come in and say, we're going to sell Pelotech? Mm-hmm. Very, very annoying. Did not appreciate. I really hated Emily. Emily called her uh, mad, mad Madeline. And I was like, why is this happening? Why are we doing this? <laughs> and they were like girl, like girling out with each other. Like, oh my God. And I'm like this. And you're like that. And oh. We had the same. I think we had the same reaction. Sylvie did. Oh yeah, absolutely. I Listen, every episode, I love Sylvie more and more. And when I don't remember, I think it was maybe the the eighth episode, but it was revealed that Sylvie has a cat. And I was like, oh, well, okay, it is official. Sylvie is my queen. I will, oh, I think that was the second one. But yeah, I will become I, once Sylvie. I, <laughs> once I saw that, I was like, all right. Yes, please. Thank you. I will just grow up into Sylvie if I am lucky. One thing that I need to talk about again, I mentioned uh-huh. this last time, is Alfie an alcoholic. Did you notice huh, I did this notice, time yeah. how many times he's suggesting getting drinks or we come upon him and he's already had a drink or two and it's like But he doesn't he doesn't really <laughs> I get what you're saying but he also doesn't really play the part. Like no. he suggests doing that but at the same time he doesn't come off as this slurry messy individual. No, he doesn't. But I mean, he could be a functioning alcoholic and you never know. I pretty much am. So (laughs) they do go to French class drunk. So there's that. That was that was hilarious. That was really awkward. I felt bad for Alfie, actually. I did, too. But at the same time, that's where Emily got to shine. Um, excuse me. Where did that French come from? This woman who wrote that completely nonsensical letter to Camille a few episodes later can now make full sentences in fluent French. Are you kidding me? Without no. hesitation. Yeah. And it, it flowed so Her nicely. Her accent I was, was like, better, more oh like better God. than it's ever been. <laughs> like she's been doing it for yeah. ages. I stamped my foot and I said, no, there's <laughs> <You> no <did>. <laughs> way. <laughs> there is no way that she knows. Oh man, if only I could have seen that. <laughs> Uh, yeah that was not cool man don't believe it and then they cracked each other up because of the fan have you ever been so drunk that you thought that a a stationary fan was funny (laughs) i think they just thought it was funny that they thought that that was gonna fix the heat issue really i thought they were just laughing at the fan because then alfie made like the sound and Mm. like he was imitating the fan and then they both started giggling and it was just like okay what are you guys doing? This is just a little bit over the top in terms of a, it was kind of Jughead-ish in the, in the ridiculous drunk. Right. Exactly. I'm not going to lie. I thought it was funny because he brought up when they were about to go to class right after Mm -hmm. the bar. And he says, it's a traveler. And she goes, what? Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, it's when you bring a beer from one bar to the next. And I'm like, that's a roadie. (laughs) (laughs) For us, you, that's a roadie. You silly Londoner. <laughs> it's a roadie, sir. <laughs> I guess they, they both make sense. Yeah, one. no, but it was just funny when you said that. I was like, huh, that's our roadie. So I thought that was interesting. 
I don't know if it's going to come to anything. I just, I, I feel like either, either it's going to be a more serious plot point at some point, or they're just trying to establish his character as this like fun guy who likes to drink and party in which right. case I don't really like that so much because it's like, all right, you can lay off that. It doesn't really need to need to be like part of who he is. No, I understand. But at the same time, I'm kind of like the more and more we get to see him and then like because he has an AC, she goes back to his apartment <laughs> or hotel room or whatever it is. That's a sweet pickup line. It would that was it would honestly, work for that would have sold me. <laughs> yeah. Thousand percent. Oh, you have an AC? Thank God I'm gonna lay naked in your bed with no blankets on. <laughs> just don't touch me. Just don't touch me. Like I just need to be I need a few oh, minutes. Well. I just need to air out. Um <laughs> it was very smooth of him the whole evening. And it was the most relatable to Emily, I felt. Like the way she reacted to him. And her reactions and her responses, I was kind of like, she played it very well. She wasn't like giddy about it. And she wasn't like overly playing dumb. Like she kind of played it very well. I agree with you, but it almost, it doesn't seem like Emily to me. This feels like a different yes. character or a different I, personality. Yeah. And I even thought to myself, she seemed to be speaking in like a deeper voice and like less high-pitched and whiny it, it was almost like um like a phone sex voice kind of situation yes. and like an outer body experience <laughs> yeah yeah like this is not the emily we know and hate mm-hmm. and and i did think that right, she like i can relate to you i actually kind of like you yeah i did think she played it pretty well until the morning after where she had a complete meltdown for like no reason would you have okay no. <laughs> I right. mean, I, w- I would like to think that I wouldn't, but here's my problem is we don't actually know how long a period of time it was that he had not texted her for. Fair. It's never clarified for us. And this really bothered me because I couldn't figure out if I should be really annoyed with Emily or not, but I don't think so. She has like two outfit changes between the, it had to have been like a full work day, I think. I think so too, but like not more than a day because Julian said like, if it's more right, than 24 if it's over hours, 24 hours. Into you. but then they never said like, it hasn't been 24 hours yet. But right. I- we didn't get a confirmation of a time, but at the same time, I've been in this position way too many times that for me, assuming that would have made sense. But for Emily, who hasn't really experienced that before, I mean, Mindy had explained to her what ghosting was. Mm-hmm. I think she jumped the gun a little too much. Oh, for sure. I mean, I think we were supposed to get that impression. And also the amount of texts in a row that we saw. I think three or four are bad. She literally had to scroll. Yeah. Embarrassing. Like that's, that's humiliating. It was not good. (laughs) And I'm so glad that he actually allowed her to delete them before he took his phone back because I I was waiting for the moment where he was going to recover his phone and be like, holy shit, this bitch is crazy. Right? Like this, (laughs) she's psychotic never again. Yeah. But speaking of how he found out, he, (laughs) how did you feel about this whole like introduction of the two of them? And by them, I mean Gabriel and Alfie. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, I feel like this is very on brand for me. I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. 
just because I don't like, I find jealousy in men very unattractive. Mm -hmm. So especially now that Emily has like set her terms and it did bother me a little bit that when he said that you stayed or no, that you didn't want to be with me because there was somebody else and she agreed with him. And that's just not true. No, it fell into so, her lap in a way. It wasn't like a, a pre. They were not hooking up when. No. When she no, no, did no. told uh, Gabrielle that she didn't want to be with him and that had nothing to do with him. So uh, like that bothered me because Emily is like back on her old bullshit. I mean, she never really got off of it, I guess, but she's just continuing to lie to people about her feelings. And it's very annoying to me. But she's also lying to Alfie and not telling him that there's something with Gabrielle. And so I think there's a lot of wrong going on here because Gabrielle should try and be a bigger person and kind of like not be a dick <laughs> to No, uh, but I, I but I also see where he's coming from with well, yes. how he's acting. And I was gonna get there next because <laughs> Sorry. I, because Emily is at fault here too because if she could just be honest with uh what's his face with Alfie and explain like why it's weird for them to fucking hang out at Gabrielle's restaurant then they would never hang out there again and he wouldn't be Gabrielle wouldn't be put in the situation that he's consistently being put right. in so it's all Emily's fault <laughs> basically like the Always. initial meeting was accidental innocent I can forgive that mm -hmm. but from that point she should have said to Alfie like hey this is kind of weird I hooked up with this guy before right like, it's kind of odd so maybe we just don't go to his restaurant but I did love the back and forth with them at the booth Gabrielle goes he says something along the lines of like was it like how is this different than what you and I had or something like that and then oh she and goes, then he said she says you're uh, he's less complicated he's less complicated and doesn't have a didn't have a girlfriend yeah already or something like that and i was like yeah. "Ooh, you know burn yeah they they had singers and like i will say as much mm -hmm. as i don't enjoy watching jealous behavior there is some sort of like sick pleasure i get from that mess from it wasn't the worst <laughs> it wasn't the worst jealousy situation and i absolutely love that gabrielle was like everything's on the house i'm giving you like seven courses and he <laughs> so did that, that on purpose have sex <laughs> so they wouldn't have sex he would be too full to have sex and i was like that is genius <laughs> oh it's on the house i'm like <laughs> yeah emily doesn't pay here <laughs> what would you have done in that scenario what like if with you were okay so food? say i'm trying to think of like what position to be in like where you would either be <laughs> amazed or like because she was clearly surprised because he did that for what for his own reason but being Alfie how would you react to that oh yeah yeah I think I think maybe a more perceptive individual would have realized that there was something going on I there. would hope so <laughs> just because the, the way even just the delivery of the lines that they were saying to each other and I feel like it was obvious that Emily didn't want to be there. So, you know, maybe if Alfie wasn't so fucking drunk, he might have realized that um, <laughs> that there was like something weird happening. But you really think he is loaded? I don't think I, he's loaded. Like, listen, uh, maybe just watch him the next couple of episodes. Because after I said it, after watching the last two, watching these two, it seemed well, like no, these two, every it, other it brings word. it to light a little bit. But at the same time, 
I don't know. He doesn't come off as this like drunk. I'm yeah. Well, like, like I don't know if it's actually going to be a thing, but just, just like, I know that pubs are a big thing in England and Europe and stuff, and people just yeah. love love getting their pints and shit. But it's like, if it's if it's stereotyping in that way, then I don't like it. Yeah, no, I get that. And I also feel like, again, in Europe, I don't think, especially France, I don't think alcoholism is a big um, topic of conversation of like an issue. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, it is more like a, I mean, the drinking age is young, is lower there. So drinking is just kind of more of everyone's drinking wine (laughs) and eating baguettes. So man, sounds like paradise. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I got to say. There were a lot of cliche moments and dialogue in this episode in particular that made me cringe a lot. And one, well, one was the fact that when she was coming back from her night of sexcapades with Alfie and she's wearing his coat and she runs into Gabrielle, like, of course she does. Obviously. She had a good, she had a quick response to that though. It was like, it's my jacket. It's a, what, what does he know though? Like, what is he? Well, I mean, why not just tell him the truth? Also, can I just really quickly, (laughs) now that we know that, like, the phone was in the pocket? Yeah. How do you not feel the weight on that one side? Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, unless she just didn't. I didn't think anything of it until we found out it was in the coat pocket. And I was like, (laughs) wait a minute. She would have, I would have felt it. It's not like a coat coat. It's a sports jacket. So it's like, um, there's going to be a little more weight on the one side, but whatever. No, you're right. You're right. It should have, it should have come to her attention. And and right. Like you throw it to the floor, you throw it to the bed. There's going to be a clunk. I mean, (laughs) something's in the pocket. Yes. And I guess we have to assume his phone was on silent. Otherwise he would have, she would have felt all of the texts to herself being sent. (laughs) I would think so. Oh my God. Yeah. Good point. But uh, a couple of like the other things, I think there, I didn't love all of the dialogue when they were hooking up because it was at his apartment when they were having their drinks. And he was like, I'm serious sometimes when I like something. And she was like, She's like, like what is that? Yeah. Like, like what? what? And he's like, oh, you. And I was just like, this is gross. And then there was oh, another. Come on, if you were in this position, what would you do? Um, me uh uncomfortable laughter is probably where I'd go at that point yeah same (laughs) I don't know I was just watching it I'm like oh my god no I I was not in it for that moment because I was just like oh I see exactly where this is going I'm just not pleased and then the other one was with Mindy and Benoit and Mm -hmm. he was like I just started writing songs again out of nowhere and she's like oh my god like why he's like well because of you and I was like all right well I'm out of here also it was very (laughs) discouraging to hear that his favorite teacher told him to not write music yeah like don't do it yeah dreams early you know I mean don't do it like that's actually a good teacher if you don't have it then I guess but at the same time it's kind of like if that's their goal in life maybe help them along a little bit I don't know I don't know. It may be worse to just like feed that dream if you don't think that they can make it. But again, that's your own opinion. So like maybe record producers would not agree with you. So I don't know. But that was pretty cheesy. So there's just like a lot of lots of cheese. A lot of cheese in that episode. 
and end in the next episode too but i don't want to get there yet but i also knew exactly what was going to happen with that sword situation yeah so like like this show never surprises me really like there are very few things that happen where i'm like oh i didn't see that coming it's very very predictable unfortunately yeah i need to talk about her fashion in this first episode because i feel like it was not great when is it ever true but i was like particularly paying attention because there were those shoes do you know which ones i'm talking about i did not pay attention to shoes oh it was when she was at a cafe (laughs) i think with mindy and they were like knee-high white strappy sandals with like bows oh god don did not notice did not even notice they were hideous maybe it's like i maybe i have like an actual blocker to like horrible (laughs) shit i don't know but maybe you weren't looking at the shoes but i could not stop looking at the shoes and then i think i think maybe my next complaint is in the next episode she had those like hideous chartreuse green gloves they almost look like batting gloves or like writing gloves i'm like why i remember wearing these for no reason were they in that episode it was like the very i think it was the very beginning of this of the eighth episode because i think it was in the meeting the marketing meeting with Camille uh, about champagne okay because there was a past episodes that she wore the freaking weird biker gloves i think they were purple oh okay these were and i was these like, were like why? a highlighter yellowish green it was hideous Ugh. Ugh, oh my god they're really into like neon yeah it's not always a good choice I did. She did wear a blue floral skirt at one point that I really liked. I was going to say last episode, well, our episode of covering two episodes, there was an outfit she wore where it was like the blue lace top and the skirt and it looked really nice, but I just hated the belt with it because the belt just fucked it all up because it was like a different pattern. And I was like, no, I mean, the, the lace, nice lace top matches the skirt. You don't need the weird fucking ugly belt, but whatever. I meant to talk about when we were talking about the jacket that she took from Alfie. Why did she take a jacket? She needed a shirt to go home and like borrow a t-shirt or even like a long sleeve button down would have been better. It was 95 degrees out the day before. So like, why would you just pick up a right? And that's a nice jacket. Suit jacket. <laughs> like it's not even like, right. Like I get it was right there, but it was a suit jacket. Yes. And all she was wearing underneath was her bra. So then like put on a shirt. <laughs> Or just put on your shirt. At this point, it's fucking obvious that you're, it's your fucking walk of shame. Just rip it. Just rip it. Oh, right. He fucking ripped it. I forgot about that. Yeah. I don't know how expensive that was. I feel like all of her clothes are designer. So I was like, rip it. Are you kidding me? Like, how much is she getting paid there? I don't even want to get into that right now. I don't know. Yeah, we can't. Wow. (laughs) We can't. (sighs) Shall we get into? Champagne. Champagne. I do love the dad. I find him hilarious. You know, I liked him more when we saw less of him, I guess. Okay. So when he didn't think he was like going to be super famous or anything. Yeah. Like I'm finding him to be a little over the top and obnoxious now. And I actually, I didn't like, I started to not like him when he was trying to comfort Camille after finding out that she and Gabrielle broke up and he was like, shit happens in long-term relationships. And it's like, that's not a good thing to say. Why, like, why are Mm. you encouraging your daughter to get back together with someone who didn't respect her enough to like, be honest with her about his future plans and stuff and whatever. Right. 
So I, I was kind of souring on him after that point, but I'm finding him to be quite obnoxious in these uh, marketing escapades. The mom, though, very, very shady. She's got plans. She's got big plans. She has plans. So they, they kind of work, but at the same time, I mean, we don't know if they work, but it went according to plan. Now that we have a bit more information, I'm guessing we can assume that what she was trying to help Camille do is win back Gabrielle. And I don't know what she wants to do about Emily. Is she, is she trying to keep her close because she's an enemy? Yeah, I guess. Cause it's like, if she's close and in tune with everything, she can't assume that something's being done against her because she's involved, you know? So she's going to think, oh, this is all going down like in front of my face. They're not going to do this again. You know, like, I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe like lay into Emily's guilt so that she wouldn't betray her again. Right. I I just, I can't see her mom suggesting to her that she genuinely try to mend fences with Emily. (laughs) There has Mm. to be some sort of ulterior motive. So I can kind of see it being a situation where it's like, I will just keep you close so I can keep an eye on things and also remind you that I am such a good friend. I forgave you for doing this horrible thing. So don't you dare fuck me twice. And I guess the other part of the plan is to get Gabrielle back. So devil works hard, but Mama Kimmy works harder. <laughs> Definitely. What I did like to see was Kimmy getting to see Emily text Elfie. Yes. So that there, at least she could see like, okay, she's not thinking about Gabrielle. So it's... Right. She's keeping the pact. There's no shadiness going on there. And then yeah, sort of clear that Emily was trying to facilitate Camille and Gabrielle when they were like in the bedroom. Right. And she did forget that it was her bedroom, but she like left the two of them alone as though like they were going to then spend the night together. So I think um, Emily is playing her role. I mean, we, we know that she still has feelings for Gabrielle. Yeah. The minute that happened though i wrote down threesome immediately (laughs) well uh when kimmy said yeah come sit on the bed with us i was like like "Mm -hmm." right in between it was just very like just cue the 70s porn music oh yeah that's how it begins but there really wasn't a lot like i thought there would be more drama with that but there really wasn't very much no and did timothy get hotter (laughs) yes he was looking wrong pretty that. good. <laughs> I said, oh, no, the brother. And then I go, looks hotter now, though. And his friends look way younger than him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those those were definitely actual 16-year-olds. And he's, oh, my he's God. in his 20s. I'm like, so. wait a minute. He is, he is very hot. I don't know what it is about buzz cuts, though, that I think make guys look older and more mature. Yeah, I think it's because of the Army Association. You kind of think mm. of, like more mature you know military type kind of situation but the best thing though that I loved she's leaving and he stops the car and he's like I think we need to move on yeah and this she's is like over. yeah okay <laughs> all right that was hilarious but yeah. no he definitely got hotter okay good I was, like, I was like wait a minute I I thought he was hot to begin with so and then this time I was just like yes. wait a, hold on yeah no <laughs> something's something happened here in the past five months <laughs> Or no, mm-hmm. less than five months, like two months, maybe. We don't know. Yeah, time, don't know time, time doesn't exist properly. Mm-hmm. Time doesn't exist in anything we watch. Have you noticed? Yeah. Nobody can do a clear timeline. And no. it's very annoying. <laughs> we don't have clocks. We don't know what's going on. <laughs> Although it's very funny. 
I was what I'm watching and it's the scene where Emily goes to her room after the whole debacle with the finger being chopped off just the tip though just the tip just to see how it feels and she looks at they pan to the clock and it says six o'clock all of a sudden the fire department thing goes off for six o'clock and I'm like that's creepy as fuck oh my god that is creepy it was weirdly in sync and I was so creeped out by it and I had to write it down because I'm like (laughs) this doesn't happen like it was very weird and then the fact that she took a nap for two hours and didn't know where she was or what was happening oh relatable uh, I was like I've done there I've been there done that so many times so relatable love it yep do you have anything else to say about Emily? Because I really want to transition and talk about Sylvie for the rest of our time. Oh my together. God, so do I. I'm done with Emily. <laughs> okay, good. Oh, I loved it. I, I secretly, not secretly, because I'm admitting it right now. I loved this. I loved, I loved it so much. Being able to see this entire thing play out from beginning to end, where we don't really even know end at this point, but just her stages of how she really feels throughout the whole thing and to see that she's a real fucking person yeah and I fucking loved it I know I was obsessed with this whole thing and and at first I was upset because it seemed like she was withdrawing and pulling Mm -hmm. away from the relationship because it, it was obviously like scaring her that it was getting real and that they would have to admit to other people that they were together even though Mm -hmm. there's obviously this age difference and I was like no Sylvie don't fuck this up don't uh and then she comes through in the end and I love I love seeing such quick character development like that because yeah you can tell you can tell that she's vulnerable but she's also a strong person and when she needs to be, she can kind of kick herself in the ass and be like, yeah, what are you doing? Like, this is something you really want. Just go for it. Right. Like oh, she's not making so these nice. quick half-assed decisions, but at the same time, she is thinking it through and you get to see that thought process at this point. She's an amazing actress. Like I amazing. I was like, oh my God. And her facial expression. Yes. She doesn't have to say a damn word. Doesn't have to say anything. Like the minute he asked her, the minute Eric asked her to go to the engagement party with him Mm -hmm. and she was kind of like, I don't know, like you could see her shut down. You could literally see her shut down immediately. Like, oh my God, we'd have to be like in public with people, you know, Yep, walls up, walls up. And then they have their like gelato. And I did love that part of us getting to see what they have in common because mm-hmm. like they were talking about how many languages they each speak and I thought yes. that was pretty cool yeah and they stop in the middle of the road and they start to make out and um the hottie with a body Antoine oh you know what I hated this only because it made me dislike Antoine he can't say shit no that's what can't. bothered me about the whole thing it's one thing to be like oh hey Sylvie but he said it in the derogatory, accusatory form of like, how fucking dare you? Yeah, he in was front clearly, of his wife. He was clearly jealous. Yeah. And it was just, oh, it was gross. Yeah. It was gross. And that's what depleted her, like at that point. And then it upset Eric because she was just like, I don't think I should go. You know, like, yeah, he didn't want it to be casual. And right. And she did. Yeah. And she's basically like, we're just having sex. There's no need for me to do this. Yeah. 
And he was like, I'm not about that. And I, I actually, he's amazing. I kind of love him a little bit. Right. He's honest. To <laughs> yes. The point. Like, very upfront with, no, what he wants. I'm against you on this. And, uh, that's how I feel. And he walks away and she's, and that's when you could tell that she was defeated and like, I just fucked up and I need to really think about this. I mean, wow. Now that I think about it, she's the most dynamic, sensible character of this whole thing. And even like in any show I've ever watched, like, I don't think I've ever watched this kind of development ever. She's amazing. It's, oh, I love her so much. And, and I admire her so much just because of the way she is human and makes mistakes, but owns them. And also kind of sees herself in, in a real way. Like she has Mm -hmm. no she has no illusions about who she is and what she is. She knows yep. I am Sylvie and this is what I do. And every once in a while, she might get a little lost because we all do. But in the end, she can pull herself back and be like, no, this is my life. This is how I want to live it. And she did need Antoine to kind of give her a push for that. Yeah. Because he had to call her and be like, you're embarrassing yourself with this younger man. And I was so mad at him. I can't even tell I you. I that was such bullshit. And it just was kind of like, oh, but if the roles were reversed, mm-hmm. you would have fucking tapped Emily. You would have tapped sure. Mindy. Mindy. Probably the bartender, too. I, yep. I just, it was, I hate that double standard so much. Oh, yeah. Yep. And it's so common and it's so ridiculous. And I think I really do love you know, with most shows, like it goes with that, but this one, like it, like Sylvie kind of debunked the, yeah, norm. it subverts, subverts the norm. Yeah. And I liked seeing her outside of work. I liked seeing her personal life, not mm-hmm. just like a quick little date here or she's on lunch because at work, like, no, it was like a weekend. It was a casual experience, you know, not in work clothes. We got to see her at home in her home. Mm-hmm. In a with robe, her cat with her cat <laughs> um russian blue beautiful russian it just blue. made her seem way more relatable and i liked it a lot yes i would watch i would watch a whole spinoff about sylvie mm-hmm. for sure i i mean i would probably do that for all of the characters other than emily like they, they just pick the least interesting person to focus on here yeah which I, i've said multiple times but it's still true and and this just proved it because this was most of my notes for the second episode Uh was about Sylvie and this whole journey for her. And it was, it was just, it felt so good to watch her overcome that insecurity and go after something that she really wanted. And she looked phenomenal showing up to that engagement. Oh my God. And I loved that where the freaking waitress comes up and goes, what, uh, like, what's your son going to have? Okay. Oh, that was great. That was so great. First of all, though, this would never happen. No, that's a little, that's a little What waitress would ever presume to know the relationship between two people at a table enough to say it to their face. Like, I don't think anybody would do that. No. If there's any doubt at all, you know, like you don't say shit. Yeah. You wouldn't say anything. And I don't think this is a cultural difference either. I don't think French waiters would be more presumptuous than American waiters. I'm actually pretty sure that isn't the stereotype or at least like the standard for European waiters is that they're just not very attentive. Like they, they give you your food and then they walk away. Like it's a very American thing for waiters and which to keep coming back over and being like, how is everything? Can I get you a Mm -hmm. refill? Blah, blah, blah. Like if you want, I mean, they're still assholes. You have to flag them down. So for the 
this waitress to just be like that presumptuous. It was like, this would never happen. When I heard that, I, I shrieked out loud. I was like, huh. I thought that was going to I revert. thought she was going to leave. Yes. I thought, I she, thought was she was going wreck- to leave. And if it was Emily, she would have. <laughs> Let's just oh, say. Yeah. If it was Emily, she would have been out of there. But Sylvie is a strong, independent lady. She knows and what she, she wants. And she just laid it on him. And she's yep. like, my son. And then makes yeah. out with him. And I was like, this. He'll be having me. <laughs> and I was like, wow, we needed this. We yeah. really needed this type of scenario in this show because we are so used to the stereotypical. Right. Just the same old bullshit over and yeah. over. This is actually interesting. This is interesting to me. We've all seen love triangles. They're, they're everywhere. We, yep. we know how they work. We know what the, the different dynamics are. This is an interesting relationship to cover with potential complications. And I've been interested in a, in guys who were like a lot older than me. And mm-hmm. so I always thought about what if we started dating? Do I really introduce this guy to my parents when he's like 10 years older than me? And how would they I'm the same that? way. I, and I'm... why and like why do I care? Because you know, if if this relationship is working for me and I feel really, you know, happy and respected and loved in the relationship, it shouldn't matter how right. old we are. But that perception of how other people are going to see you does get in your head a little bit Mm -hmm. especially if you're from a family where you really crave the approval of your parents which I do because I have issues but that's for another episode (laughs) (laughs) yes that's for the daddy issues podcast sorry my bad oh boy um but I do think though it is a little different a lot different when it's reversed oh absolutely I feel like it's so common for an older guy to date a younger chick but vice versa it's looked at so oddly and like even me I went on a date at the age of 30 31 32 and I went on a date with a guy who was 24 and I was like this is odd this is wrong like you would look at him and you wouldn't think he was 24 but me knowing he was 24 I was like "Eh, I don't know if this is right it was just it was such an awkward and I hate that that's put in our heads that it's not right when well here's the thing though like for for dating younger guys my main objection to it isn't even the perception of me dating a younger guy it's for me I've just never had much luck with dating younger men and having them be at the maturity level that I need but even the guys our age or older the maturity level isn't even well hence why I am single like I am not same. I'm not finding anybody who has the maturity level that I require. So here we are, but it's okay. But like, it's, I, it's, it's, the I worst don't even fucking thing. bother going younger because, you know, they, they, but then I look hard. at this guy that Sylvie's with and I'm like, oh, well, he's French. He's French, Don. So is that what we have to do? Also fictional. <laughs> he's also a fictional character. Somebody wrote this man. <laughs> Somebody wrote this man. <laughs> Somebody write me a man. Write Lisa a man. No, I'm already doing that. You know, my, my fanfic. Again, I need to read that. Uh, we never. may need to have a podcast that never. just reads your fanfic. Oh, we would need to do voice acting. Oh my god! Yes. <laughs> no, it's just not happening. It really needs to, though. <laughs> it's not. It's never going to happen. Guys, what did we learn tonight? Not use a sword to open champagne open champagne we didn't even talk about this because you know what it's just whatever it doesn't matter right he took off the tip of his finger he's fine yeah he's fine he's totally fine we learned 
don't eat a lot before you plan to have sex because you'll burp in your date's face. Oh, God. I thought she burped at first and I, it that was a lot was funnier. <laughs> hilarious. I was like, oh, my God. I think it would have been a lot funnier if she had been the burper. But. Yes. Oh, well. Um, and can I just say I have done that before? Um, usually, like my ex and I loved to go to Outback for our anniversaries because we're big steak eaters and also Bloom and Onion. So mm. um, like for any special occasion, we would go to Outback and I would inevitably eat way too much. And then by the time we got home, I was like, I don't feel so good because we'd also drink, obviously. And like the combination is just not good for my tummy. So I have been there. I have a funny story and it doesn't involve burping, but I found it relatable. So this was, that was pre-sex if sex was happening. Mine was post-sex. Okay. I larded. Larded? I laughed and farted. Oh no. Yep. We were watching something, laying in bed next to each other, completely naked, just chilling. (laughs) I laugh hysterically and a fucking fart comes out. Did you wait? Were you facing him? Did it like, did you fart? No, I was laying on my back. Oh, okay, good. (laughs) And he looks over me and it was one of those things where it was like, he's been waiting for this moment for me to like fart in front of him. Like he was weird. (laughs) Like anytime I'd need to, I'd walk out of the room or I'd go to the bathroom, whatever. He's like, can you just fucking do it? Like it, it happens. I'm like, no, I'm (laughs) never going to do it in front of you. And then he Boss out laughing. He turns to me. I cannot look him in the face. And he, I'm like, stop looking <laughs> at me. Don't look at me. And he, but like, we're both laughing, but I'm like, please don't look at me. I need a minute. Like, <laughs> this is not how this is supposed to recover. Like, I'm so glad it didn't happen during, but at the same time, we were naked and like being naked is like vulnerable and all that. So it was sure. kind of like, what? Like, there was no cloth to like, muffle the sound like it just fucking came out <laughs> no gloss. oh my god he burped in her face though so at least like i didn't fart in his fucking face or something but like wow <laughs> that's what that reminded me of that whole like sudden didn't expect it i hate especially like like during sex like sometimes your body does stuff that you didn't give it permission to do and it's like I almost live in like a constant fear that I'm accidentally going to fart in the act or any other weird sort of like my stomach's going to make a weird Uh noise or, or like sometimes something will like slosh around in there and makes like an uncomfortable liquidy noise. And it's like, "Mm, yeah, we probably should. Yeah, no, we probably should not continue. Uh, Sex is not sexy all the time. No. That's important to remember. It's a human act, so it's not always going to be sexy. Nope, not going to be what we want it to be, that's for sure. Nope. Did you have anything else you wanted to mention? Nope, I think I covered all the great embarrassing things I wanted to discuss. <laughs> I think I talked enough about farting for one night. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Don't think I'll have another one of those stories, so uh, enjoy. The bonus for this one episode. So, last two episodes... We're oh almost my God. done. We're almost done. And I really do not know what is going to come of them. I know. Yeah. So maybe let's just quickly try some predictions out here. From what I read, the series fin- or the season finale is sort of a cliffhanger. So, something well, I mean, big we have two more seasons coming. Right. So, I mean, a cliffhanger would be fine, I guess, because at least we know we're going to get continuation. Closer. 
yeah I don't know do you think Camille and Gabrielle are gonna get back together because like they were kind of angling for it in this episode but I I just I don't really see that I don't know but that's something I do have to point out though when Emily's looking out the window at them walking through like the green screen behind her oh yes what was that like why like in the room like the room was the green screen I was like no 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 this is awkward yeah like why couldn't it was very obvious window yeah why couldn't you just have her in the room I don't know anyway (laughs) they're alluding to them being a little I mean there's a lot of effort going into like putting the two of them back together but I feel like that's a lazy thing to do like that for the it is because I mean we already get the idea that like Alfie will go back to London Mm -hmm. and it's looking like uh Madeline's dropping the ball so that may mean that Emily's got to stay yeah well fix shit I mean like clearly so it's we don't know we don't exactly know I mean but it's clear that Emily's gonna stay or at least in connection with the rest of the cast yeah I I just I think it would be so much more interesting if Gabrielle either stayed single or started seeing somebody different because to get back together with Camille like we know that he didn't want that and like so then to see him go back to her I feel like would be hard for me to swallow because I would feel like it wasn't genuine and Mm -hmm. like he might care about her but she obviously cares more about him than he does about her and so to have that back together I just yeah I I don't like that I would much rather see him explore something with somebody new definitely just so, like we get to see Emily with somebody new. Yeah. Right, and like move on. Yeah. And Kimmy, yes, I think she she deeply cares for him and all of that. But I don't know if she really wants to get back together with him. She might just be lonely. Yeah. And I think she said something in front of her mom and her mom just kind of ran with it. Well, she said that she was still in love with Gabrielle. So. Right. I mean, but they were together for a long time. You can't just drop that. Yeah, it's not unusual for somebody to still be in love with the person that they break up with. Right. But that doesn't mean that they should get back together. We love lots of people who don't deserve our love. A thousand percent. See, we did learn something tonight, right? Mm-hmm. We're very <laughs> so, educational here. Yes, this is an educational podcast. Please don't take any of our advice. Yeah, no, don't. But yeah, so we got one more week slash episode of Emily in Paris. Yay. And then we are going to be hitting around the lovely holiday that Lisa and I both love. Love Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. And we are going to do the movie Valentine. Starring David Boreanaz, in case anybody didn't know that. He did something other than Buffy and Angel. Did anybody know this? Oh, he did that other show too. What was that show he did? That he's still in. Bones. Oh, he did Bones. And then he's in that. Navy SEAL show. Oh, okay. Um, All right, he's doing stuff. He's doing stuff. But let me tell you, let me preface by saying I do love this movie, but I realize that it's shit. So that's why we're going to watch it. Because I need Lisa to see exactly what I mean. And I think the only way we can watch it is if I bring my DVD player to your house. Oh, my God. It's not streaming anywhere? No. Let me see if I can find I might be able to acquire it. All right. If you if you can work your magic. But again, yeah. I have it on DVD because I love this movie. <laughs> and I can bring my <laughs> tiny little DVD player to your house if I need to. But and then of, we will finally after that. Finally. Hit you with Killer Sofa. Which I, I believe is actually back. also um, sort of a romantic movie. Is it? 
Yeah, I think it's um hold on. Hold on. I want to read you the synopsis. I was going to say if somebody falls in love with a couch we're in trouble. <laughs> well, yeah, a killer reclining chair becomes enchanted by a girl and starts committing crimes of passion. <laughs> so, <laughs> I feel like we can sort of do parallels to Pee-wee's Playhouse, but we can get into that later. <laughs> yeah, maybe save that for the killer so. Yeah, we'll save that for that episode. Wow. Okay. Yeah. We love love at this podcast, so we're going to watch a lot of crappy movies. Yeah, that'll be our February, <laughs> our, uh, our insane movies that revolve around love. So, yeah. And again, like we said earlier, check out our socials. Yeah, we have tons of socials now. Socials, plural. Yeah, we're on all the streaming platforms at this point. There's no way you can't listen. Yeah, it's almost like it's illegal not to. Right. There's no excuse. Right. No excuse whatsoever. And as the French say, à la prochaine.